Welcome back to your daily dose. It's Bob. You know, aging is a fact of life. We're all getting older. The question is, are you just growing older or are you growing bolder? The big difference between growing bolder and growing older is our attitudes, our activity levels, and our belief in our own human potential. Today, Nick and I talk about some big lessons about aging from life, from our friends at Growing Bolder, and even from my Tai Chi master. We also celebrate the power of learning at every age. We hope you enjoy this episode. I'm working with Growing Boulder tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're uh, they're fun. They're cool. Interesting. Mark Middleton and a couple other people formerly of the news so uh, media here Amy in Orlando. Sweezy with him yeah. now. He's got um, George from the Sentinel, sports writer from the Sentinel. Oh, Diaz. Uh, yes. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. I really like George. He's a really good guy. Bill Schaefer. Yep. Who was his longtime buddy and partner uh, on air, and uh, and they are they're interesting group of personalities. And I'm going to go in tomorrow and rock their shop. I'm going to have their whole staff together, and we're going to do some really fun. How many people stuff. is it now? Because they it's produce like, a lot of content. I think it's like 22 people That's on the great. team. And he keeps. I, I'm blown away when he walks me through the office, and he introduces me to people, or he points to people in his office and explains the pedigree of the human beings that he's amassed in this company. And they are smart dedicated creative people his creative director ashley is just brilliant i mean she set the whole tone for his publication in the office and he's up uh actually a mutual friend of mark's and mine uh jason chepnick i don't know if you ever knew jason but he's in jason's old offices at the top of this building on keller road in maitland uh, and he's completely transformed it it's not i've been in that office a dozen times and it looks nothing like office that i went to so they've really transformed it so i'm looking forward to that it's gonna be a, a half day retreat that ends with us all having lunch and camaraderie and hanging out and uh so it'll be fun it's, that's very cool they're awesome i love how he chose this uh, not even a niche but he chose an audience oh he and ch- he said how do we communicate effectively with these people and how do we how do we um put everything in this package of this brand or this idea and you literally call the company that idea incredible yeah it is so cohesive and the thing with mark okay i really got to know mark when we did pachakasha together Mm. we were in the same night and and his was quite frankly one of my favorite talks of the night and part of it was because of the passion with which he delivered that talk he was so into it he was all about we have to stop this bull uh, about aging being like disease like that, that we're just going to get worse and we're going to get weaker and we're going to, we're, we're going to fall apart. And he's saying, no, he's really almost the tone of a revolutionary. Uh, and the slides and the examples that he showed were both hilarious and inspirational. And so we became closer friends then. Uh, and I actually said to him, uh, last time I was in his office, which was just a couple of weeks ago, you're, you're going to unseat AARP. And he smiles and he says, yeah, that's the goal. Okay. That's big vision. That's big goal because he's rewriting the culture of aging he's helping to buy he's not even rewriting it he's just unearthing all these incredible examples of human beings who are living their best lives at their oldest lives and uh and so i find it really amazing i said to him the first time i met with him in his office i'm gonna work with you guys more because i like what you do like i'm so cocky like he's just gonna go ahead and work with me more right but uh, i'm i intend to go and impress them enough tomorrow that they will because uh they're cool folks, and I like what they're doing. I want to be the kind of old person that they are inspiring people to be. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And I like old people. I like active old people. My uh, my shifu, my 
teacher, my uh, Tai Chi master, was talking about uh, old people and how they tend to slow down and they move less. And he used this metaphor, which was brilliant and silly in its simplicity, but he's like, um, we're animals, you know. We're animals, and when animals in the wild slow down and stop, they get killed. They get eaten by other animals. And this is why we can't stop. It's built into us that when we stop, it's time for us to die. So we have to keep moving no matter what we're doing because when we stop moving, we die. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, again, another just simple, brilliant, okay, I need to think about that more. Because it, it does make logical sense that we're hardwired to survive, that we have to keep moving, right? Or at least stay constantly aware of our environments. Uh, but he's constantly dropping stuff like that on me. He did that during a private lesson. I show up at the school on Monday, and I don't usually go on Mondays, but I couldn't make it on Saturday, and it was just him. And I said, oh, Shifu, I can come back on Tuesday. You can have the day off. And he said, no, nobody else is coming. I want to spend this time with you. I want to help you to refine your forms. And so we spent you know, the hour together talking and having him drop little bombs of wisdom like that on me. It's a, it's a good thing. It's a good relationship that I have with this guy because he is he's a mentor of mine and he's also somebody who I've grown to trust and really like over the years. So I'll be sad when he decides not to do this anymore. Yeah, but then you do it. Well, I will be, and I am. I'm learning. I've asked him to teach me how to teach, which is a different skill. And I don't think a lot of people recognize. You know, they assume once you learn how to do something, you can just teach other people. Oh, no. Yeah, there's big batches of information. You have to figure out how to break it down, how to explain it, how to teach people, how to make the transition from one thing to another. I mean, in Tai Chi, there's like hundreds of moves, you know, so you have to, you have to know some stuff like that. But he is, he's been very generous and has agreed to teach me. I think underlying all that, though, you have to understand and appreciate the value of what it is you're planning to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think of you with improv, but I think of, like, I've really struggled with that whenever I'm trying to teach something. Like, I don't put a lot of value on the stuff that I know, even though I know a lot. Yeah, that's funny to me because you do. And you know a lot of useful things. Yeah. you. you I mean... You have practical application all over the place for the things that you do. Oh, I have impractical applications well, for many things as well. And beautifully so, right? Okay, so you have the whimsy mixed with the practicality, right? And all I'm suggesting is this, that, that that's a powerful thing unto itself. If you could teach people how to view problems the way you view problems, because you're a problem solver. You, you look at a problem and you figure out what to do with it. And that's really crawling up the chain. You could teach somebody how to, you know, how to do 3D printing, right? Sure, you can. You can teach people how to put on a podcast. You can teach people how to keep a dying plant alive. There's a lot of things that you can bring to the table. Uh, and you may not find that much value to that, but the fact that you can learn the way you can learn, if you can figure out how to teach people that, it's pure gold. I'm telling you, good value. Learn how to learn. It's me. I'm Nick. Thanks for listening. I always look forward to the conversations with Bob about what he does. The organizations he works with are already pretty great, and he helps them level up. He's like a mushroom in Super Mario Brothers, helping you stomp the Bowsers at work and in life. And I know that's not exactly accurate because there's only one Bowser, there's not really a lot of Bowsers. Although if you take into account the Bowser children and the later video games, and Bob's not really a mushroom either. I may be a video game nerd. Have a great day.